episode 30 of the Bible Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Bible Podcast, a podcast for pastors, church planners, ministers, anyone who is doing the work of ministry and working in the marketplace at the same time. This is your time of encouragement. And now, your host, Ade Sabanjo. Welcome again. Today I'll be talking about another advantage of being a Bible pastor or Bible minister. Another advantage is leading as an example. And I'm going to also mention the another one, which is being in the position to develop leaders. Those are the two advantages of the Bible ministry being a bible pastor that i'm going to highlight in this episode yeah before i go into today's discussion i want to mention that um i'm so glad that each one of you is listening and being a blessing to to me and and everybody as you comment and you send in your messages it's a it's always very encouraging to get those messages that uh that say this has been a blessing to me and all that I also want to mention that starting next week, we're going to be doing some uh, training um, seminar on how to be led by the Holy Spirit. I, I'm looking forward to that here in Kujie. We're going to be doing that for about 10 days every day, which is going to be discussing and learning, sharing with the church how to be led by the Holy Spirit. The reason being that a lot of um, leaders, a lot of people in the city in 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 Kuche here, they they seem the Christians seem to always expect the the pastor to to tell them what to do, and so we're going to be uh, just sharing with the with the with the new believers and and the old ones, and just to say to them, look, it's the Holy Spirit is willing to speak to you and share His heart with you if you only. Listen, so I'm excited about that. That's, that's something that's keeping me excited uh, for, for this season. And uh, in the next m- month, we're going to be in, in Canada. We're still in Kujie. So getting back to today's discussion, it's uh, um, two different advantages of being the Bible minister. The first one is leading as an example. I'll read a scripture, First Peter chapter 5. Um, verse 2 to 4, 1 Peter chapter 5 from verse 2 to 4. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion but willingly, not for dishonest gain but eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock being examples to the flock. So as Bible ministers, Bible pastors, you really have an advantage in that you can not just lead the flock and be an example to them in spiritual affairs and in life, but you can also be an example to them in the workplace, in the marketplace. That's a unique advantage that uh, Bible pastors have. You can you don't just lead uh, in in character in moral things, but also in life in in the way they because it's, the, the people spend eight hours at least at work, and if they have a pastor that's also uh, spending some hours maybe not eight but some hours in the workplace once in a, you know sometime during the week, 
they, then it's, it's also an advantage that we have. We can share, share some of our stories with them in the workplace. And that stirs them up to, to realize that Christ wants to go with them and be with them and be their Lord in the workplace. And we can model uh, a life, a Christ-centered life to them. So they won't say it's because the pastor is always in church and it's always in spiritual context that's why he's able to live the life of christ but they realize that the life of christ doesn't uh, is not uh, dependent or it's not um influenced by this place where it is it, the life of christ is the life of christ whether you're in the marketplace or in a spiritual or religious context so that's that's a very good advantage there and the second advantage i would like to highlight is that as Bible pastors, because we don't have as much time as the uh, regular regular pastors who have um, a full-time work within the spiritual religious context, then we have to get more of the body of Christ to, to the work of Christ. And that's that's exciting. That To me, that's another very, very big advantage in the sense that you don't get to do all the work because that's not the way the body works. The head doesn't do all the work. The hand works, the leg works, the eyes work, the nose work, the the, the brain doesn't do everything. So we we get also to encourage the believers, the, the body of Christ, the members of the body, to do their part, to, to find their giftings and bring it to, to the table. So on Sundays, everybody brings their, their giftings, just like the pastor, the, the musicians, the, the ones that take care of the children, everybody's bringing in their their own giftings and their ministry to, to, to the table on Sundays. And during the week, everybody takes their giftings and ministry to the marketplace. And as a result of our ministry in the marketplace, then we can bring um, those who are being added to the church daily to the Sunday gatherings and, and create that atmosphere again to help them become stronger in the ministry. And then they become also ministers who will go back into the marketplace to do the work of ministry. So the, the, the best thing that can happen to a Bible minister is to have lots of leaders who, who are able to you know, work unsupervised and who don't need anybody to push them to do the work. And so what happens is the, the ministry runs very smoothly and, and runs very well. And, and, and I believe that the church that is run by very good leaders and a Bible pastor can, can do as well as a church that has been led by a full-time minister. Now, I, it's true that the, the, the church led by a full-time minister has a lot of attention in the sense that you, the pastor gets there in the morning and he, he works all day, eight hours on the programming of the church and the training of the leaders and, and, and all that. And so he most likely would go faster. But the Bible pastor doesn't, does, does not mean that a Bible pastor cannot do as well. Maybe not as fast, but should be able to do as well. And, and so I want to encourage you as a Bible pastor or Bible minister, that whatever God has put in your hands to do, there's an advantage to, do, to, to doing a Bible. And of course, there, there are challenges, which is the distraction that is there in the sense that when you're in the marketplace, you may be distracted and you find yourself that you don't think much about the ministry until the day is over. And I think we've mentioned that and we'll talk about that again as we go on but at this point i'm highlighting some of the 
benefits, some of the advantages that we have. So you, you as a pastor can come to the church and say, you know what, um, just the same way that they have challenges in the church, in, in the workplace you have. And as you, as you share with them how Christ and the Holy Spirit has enabled you to overcome those challenges, then you, the message is, is quite relevant to the people. Not only that, it, it, it attracts them to give more of their time, more of their energy to the work of ministry, uh, either during the weekends or even at the workplace. They, 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 because you, we are leading, um, being examples to the flock. So that scripture that I read in First Peter, chapter five, from verse two to four, uh, encourages the lead, the elders, the, the pastor, to shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers. So we, we, the, the, the key there is not to do the work, but to to oversee, to encourage, to coach the people to do the work. And and uh, that's that's the disadvantage we have when we have um, professional and uh, full time ministers. Not that I'm saying that's wrong, but I'm saying that we need to re retrain our members sometimes because they assume that because the pastor is paid his full time, then he ought to do the work. It's, to me, that's that's ridiculous because you don't say because the coach of a team of a soccer team is paid, he has to go do the the playing of the of the game. He doesn't have to do. He's paid to coach the people, and so the the pastor, whether full time or bible. Uh, is there to coach, not to not to do the work. So we don't do the ministry. We we encourage, oversee, strengthen, and uh, and and just stand alongside with the body as the work of ministry is being done. And and the work of ministry is just bringing the love of Christ to people out there. And when they come in, when we when, when they get saved or get, they get interested and they. And you know, they are inquisitive, want to know more, and they come in. We continue to to speak the word of God to them, and eventually, when they are saved, nurture them to become also ministers who will go out there and and do the same thing that we are doing, either in the marketplace or as as a vocation, uh, uh, totally. Now, there's um a book that I've been reading in the area of leadership because uh, towards the end of last year, I, re- I realized that I should have uh, spent a lot more time developing my skill as a leader. And so I, I, I started reading books by uh, Dr. John Maxwell. And really, I, I've, been, I've been blessed by that. And it's helping me really uh, fine-tune my leadership skills. And I've, I've been reading a book Title: Developing the Leader Within You. I just finished it. Um, Developing the Leader Within You 2.0, and I, I've I've really been been blessed by that. I just want to share a few things. You know, summary of what I took away from that book. It, I can't say everything I took away from the book in within this podcast. It's there's not enough podcast episode. It's not enough time. But there are a few things that I took away in summary. And it's going to define the way I'm going to be doing this podcast um, from now on. So just want to share that with you. The first one I, I want to highlight is that effective leadership doesn't happen on its own. And uh, that hit me really uh, hard in the sense that all this while I knew that I needed to be a, a good leader uh, and uh, I would from time to time, read leadership books. But as I've reflected over the 
years uh sorry, over about six months or eight months now i realized that the work of god that i have been called to do requires real real leadership and um, because our church the the call that god has given to us is to plant more churches all around the world and so it needs real leadership and so i i discovered that i've not been you know if you know intentionally developing and strengthening my leadership skills and so reading this book really got my attention again and drew my attention to that so i'm going to be working on that and there's another thing that I read in that in the in uh, developing the leader within you 2.0, which is that if you would if you would um, invest an hour every day into anything, and you, and you do it for five years, I think that's what he says, five years, you will become very good at that thing. And you know, when I was reading that, I asked myself, what would I like to invest an hour every day? Into what what area of my life do I need to do that now for the next five years? And 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 I I realize that it has to be leadership. It has to be leadership because I sense that the church the, that God has called us to to lead is about to to take off and to for us to get to the next level. Then we have to have very very good leadership. Not just leadership. What what I sense is actually that I want to invest a lot of my time into not just being a good leader, but also being a very good uh, trainer of leaders. A very good trainer of leaders, someone who um, is is gifted and knowledgeable about helping other people to become leaders, and that's what I I I believe I'm going to spend the 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 next five years doing every day for for one hour, every day for one hour I'll uh, invest my time and my energy into becoming a better leader and a better trainer of leaders. There's another quote, another thing that really um, touched me and really um, got my attention reading that book, uh, Developing the Leader Within You 2.0. It says, successful people do daily what unsuccessful people do only occasionally. And that that's just uh, that's me when it comes to uh, leadership. I have not really intentionally devoted much time to developing my leadership skills and um so so the, so that that's that's something that i want you to take also as i'm learning i i'm going to share what i'm learning so that you can learn alongside alongside me and you become a better leader uh, way earlier than i did <laughs> uh because i i I'm noticing that I have to be a better leader because I realize that the church needs to get to the next level. And um, I, I'm noticing that I need more skill to to get there. Not only that, to become a very good an expert in training people to become leaders. And so so, so we got to do this daily. It has to become a daily affair. And so what, I, what I'm going to do with this podcast for, for the next couple of uh, episodes is I'm going to share... What I'm learning as a leader, uh, what I'm learning in my leadership uh, training, and uh, as also what I'm learning in in uh, how to uh, what I'm learning about how to develop other leaders, so that those who are in the same shoes as I am would also take that and and use it uh, as as I go along.
So those are the two things that I'm going to share with you from developing a leader with uh, within YouTube Point Zero. I, I encourage you to take that to read it. I'm going to take. I, I have a book that I have downloaded. I'm going to read next, which is um, um the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership by John Maxwell. And then after that, maybe I'll read uh, Developing the Leaders Around You. There's so many books. He, from reading this book, I, I discovered that he has written, says, 100 books. I don't intend on reading all the 100 books. Uh, I have some other leadership um, books and that I'm going to be reading. But whatever I read, I'm going to share with you every week. So you can expect to, to get some leadership tips every week as I produce this um the Bible podcast, and I'm going to be trying to uh, apply that in my life, and I share you share with you the results of the application, and I also share with you within the context of the Bible minister, Bible pastor. So that's it for today. I hope you get go out and get that book. Check on my on my on my website, adisubanjo.com/slash zero Bible zero three zero. You see a link there to to that book. And um, make a comment, leave a comment and say uh, you're enjoying this or that you pass by. Let's say a word of prayer. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for every Bible minister that's listening to this. I pray that um, your power, your presence will, will just be made manifest to them again in a new way. Pray that as we minister through this week, that we will see the move of your power. Lord, we ask for a worldwide move of your spirit, a revival of your church. Make your church glorious in a new way. Let your fire flow freely through your children that are everywhere right now in the world, working or just um, being with their family. Father, I pray that your, your grace will continue to be in our lives and manifest through us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You've been listening to the Bivo Podcast with Ade Subanjo. Please head over to adesobanjo.com. A-D-E-S-O-B-A-N-J-O.com to join the conversation and access all of the resources shared on the podcast. You can also record your questions by using the red button on the right-hand side of the page. If this is your first episode of the Bivo Podcast, Take the time to listen to the earlier episodes where Ade talks about his amazing recovery from stroke and the lessons he learned. These lessons have revolutionized Ade's life and they will make your life so much more fruitful too. Till the next episode, keep spreading the love of Jesus everywhere.